Back at LaVille Everett Stadium, BYU football brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Learn more at SiegfriedandJensen.com. And the between third and fourth quarter pyrotechnics and uh, show-stopping exploits are still taking place on the field here at LaVille Everett Stadium. And it is a show on night, uh, night games here at LaVille Everett Stadium. And, uh, and we're still seeing uh, the twirling, fiery batons on the uh, on the field and the dancers and Cosmo himself Jason Shepard notes uh, a shirtless Cosmo for this one to, well, to match the guys must be warm out there hey and, you know Cosmo with that fur is dancing pretty close with that fire man you, they must have sprayed, sprayed a little fire retardant on that fur and those fire sticks are still inflamed as the uh, dancers make their way off the field <laughs> and you know that the visiting players all want to have a gander and take uh, take it all in but the coaches say don't be looking over there yeah I uh, know last time they burnt some grass, got yelled at. Say, <laughs> so, it may just keep those fire batons off the grass. But those guys are a lot of fun. That has become a great tradition. Hey, and guess what? You are in route to keeping yourself undefeated in front of this crowd this year. Oh, in the home games, yes. BYU outgained right now by, by 35 yards, 285 to 250, but no complaints whatsoever because the scoreboard shows 27 to 7. Cook's on top. They've scored in three of four quarters. Can they make it four for four and put this one to bed here tonight? BYU first and 10 at its own 19-yard line. Keaton Slovis throws a swing left side to LJ Martin. LJ's wrapped up and dropped for a loss on the play. So minus three on the reception by Martin. Miles Cole on the tackle for Texas Tech. It'll be second down long for BYU. On that flip to the outside, you've got too many defenders and not enough blockers. Your middle linebacker and outside linebacker, actually, they call it the uh, star linebacker. He was able to flow to the outside with nobody touching him to make that easy tackle on L.J. Martin. Slovis gun, Martin right hip. Trips to the right. Rex tightens it up as he comes to tackle right. Slovis. A diagonal sprint out to the right and throws to the right sideline. Cody Epps makes the catch, but he had his foot on the sideline. A gain of only four on that play, setting up a third down and nine as Cody stepped out on the catch. For Cody Epps, that is reception number three on the evening. You know, one of the most remarkable things that I've seen so far in this game is L.J. Martin's pass protection. L.J. Martin just drove his defender square into the ground, and he's been doing it all night. He's been meeting blitzers at the line. He's been hooking up pads. He's been driving guys back. L.J. Martin taking his pass protection duty serious today. Empty for Slovis now on third down and eight at the BYU 21. A straight back three-step. A quick fire to the far side and through the hands of Epps. Cannot make the catch. Would have been shy of the first down, and BYU goes quick three and out. So 13.40 to play, and BYU will punt it away, leading by 20. 20-7 20 to, seven to seven is our score. We're talking about this Texas Tech defensive line. Eventually, they're going to get some pressure, and Jalen Hutchings right there comes on a little cross stunt in the middle and gets to Slovis just enough to force that throw. BYU 53-5 and five under Kalani when leading after three. And BYU's leading after three. And this one is sky high and deep from Rico. Another great night kicking the ball. Inside the 15, gets a great roll down to the 12-yard line. It's a boot. Ryan Rico had a 70-yarder that had it not been caught would have been an 84-yarder earlier in this night. And the 70-yarder was 80 in the air. (laughs) It was 80 in the air. 80 in the air. It just came off his foot like a bullet. And it hung high, too. It's not like it was a flatliner. 
that thing about got as high as our booth. It about hit our eye level, Greg. We're taking a break on that punt from Ryan Rico. We'll come back with Texas Tech, a first and 10 at its own 13-yard line. That was a 66-yarder for Ryan. So a 70 and a 66 tonight. Ho-hum for Ryan Rico. 13-26 to play in the fourth quarter. BYU up 20 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital broadcast booth. Alongside Hens Olsen, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU fans, Hotel Park City was named as one of America's top 25 hotels in TripAdvisor's 2022 Traveler's Choice Awards. You've got one of the best of the best in your own backyard, so book your Hotel Park City state today. I was at Hotel Park City earlier this month. Always a beautiful stay up there. Taj Brooks has a nice run going to the far boundary on first down and 10. He got nine from the 13 out to the 22. Mitchell Jorgens on the field. What's up? Yeah, this uh, BYU offense, they've, uh, they've put together some good drives, scored some points, but still going to need some improvement. Uh, it feels like they haven't been able to sustain as many drives as they should. As on the second down run and one, it goes for five, and Texas Tech moves the sticks. Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone. For 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. The spot now, the 27, ball between the hashes. Texas Tech, first down and 10, 12.45 to play here in Provo. Strong throws and is it nearly intercepted it falls into the hands of Xavier White crew Wakely went for the pick and somehow White came up with it I don't understand how this happened it almost looked like he was giving him a piggyback ride crew Wakely jumped on the back nearly had the pick but great concentration right there for for Texas Tech to come up with that was that Xavier White it was Xavier White that's amazing concentration as that ball went through Wakeley's hands and into his. It went for nine. Taj Brooks is converted on a short run for ten. So they move the sticks in first and ten again. Now the 37 of Texas Tech. Strong shotgun. Quick tempo now for the Red Raiders. He's forced out to the right. He's on the run to the right and will throw it, uh, throw it short. He had Brooks in the neighborhood. He was well out of the pocket. And it falls incomplete short of the intended target. Second down and 10 at the Texas Tech 37-yard line. 12-10 to go in a game. BYU leads by a score of 27-7. Next week, BYU at Texas. The Longhorns got out to a 21-0 lead on Houston today, but then had to hang on after a 21-21 game. Became 24-24, and ultimately Texas wins it 31-24. But they got a battle from the Cougars, the other Cougars, Earlier today, Strong setting up on a second and ten, and it's nearly intercepted, but not by Crew Wakely. Crew has almost had two picks in this possession. He's been so good. Crew Wakely has been so good in this game. Cutting off every angle you could think of as a safety. Also batting a ball that fell into the hands of Eddie Heckard on an interception. Plus coming up multiple times and making big hits to control the edge. Crew Wakely's had a really good game. A.J. Vapachon's had a good game. Really controlled the contain on that last play as well. Jake Strong has not had a good game. Has thrown two picks and nearly three or four on this possession. A quick throw to the far out. It's caught but shy of the line to gain. To Coy Aiken or is it Jerron Bradley? That was actually Fungi. Loic Fungi with only a couple of catches on the year that came in the game, made the catch at the far sideline. Number 11, Loic Fungi with the reception, setting up a fourth down and four. It was short of the line to game by four yards. So, we go. Louis McGuire and the Red Raiders set their own 43-yard line with 11.33 to play, down 20, going for it on fourth down and four. Trips to the right, single wide left, the short side. Play fake. Straight back drop. 
Pocket holds deep down the middle, looking for Brown, makes the catch at the 21-yard line of BYU. A fourth and four goes deep and long and sets the Red Raiders up near the red zone. Jordan Brown is going to get behind coverage right here. He does a really nice job. He allows that route really to form. There was only a three-man rush, so BYU couldn't get there. BYU late to get an 11th man on, but they do, and now whistles. Did BYU call timeout? Whistles before the snap as Texas Tech was playing a first and 10 from the 21-yard line of BYU after the big hit to Brown for 36 yards. The ball will be reset. The ball is not ready for play. So Texas Tech was trying to hurry up to the line and catch BYU sleeping just a little bit, see if they couldn't get a playoff quick. And Texas Tech has 100 more yards than BYU, four more minutes of possession than BYU, 25 more plays than BYU, and they're down 20. Well, this quarterback just can't throw it where he needs to throw it. I mean, he did right there to Brown. He had him deep, but he's so pick-prone. Trips to the right, single wide left. Far hash, Red Raiders left to right. Low snap, Strong goes low to receive it. Throws White through his hands. Xavier White, the intended receiver, right flat. And a little out in front of Xavier, but I thought he had it in his mitts and just let it slide through. When you finally put one on target, it does go through the hands here. Jake Strong's got to be pretty frustrated with that incompletion because he did put it in a catchable mark. But even if he does catch that, You've got plenty of BYU defenders right there to make the tackle. Would have been a minimal gain if he catches it, right? Right. And Fisher Jackson, who we haven't seen on the field a lot, was right there converging out inside out and would have made that tackle. Strong is under 50%, 16 for 33. Shotgun on the second and 10 from the BYU 21. The hand clap, the belt high snap. The handoff to Brooks, and Brooks is spun around after a gain of a couple inside the 20. So third down and long coming up in four-down territory. Again, nice Texas Amahe. Tech. Nice Amahe again. You just look at the interior of this defensive line for BYU, and they continue to push back. They continue to fight to the ball. They have handled the interior offensive line for Texas Tech. Rusty Stats, Dennis Wilburn, and Cole Spencer have had their hands full. Third nine at the BYU 20. Twins left and right. Quick fire from Strong underneath. Catch made inside the 10-yard line. First down to Miles Price. And now it's first and goal for Texas Tech. Taj Brooks, by the way, he's a grinder. He averages 112.3 per game. And he's sitting at 105 now. He finds a way to get his yards. But it's been on 28 carries, meaning it's 3.8 per tote. Trips to the right. First and goal. Screen complete. And stepping to the pylon. Did not get there on the right boundary. Jerron Bradley. It's a minimal gain. It sets it up second and goal from the two. That went from the nine to the two, so it was a nice little gain down the right side, but shy of the end line, shy of the end zone. Second and goal, Texas Tech, 9.25 to play. Guys fighting out to the ball. Ciala Acera continue to fight out to the ball. You know, Crew Wakely continues to hit people, force and bubble that screen deep. Second and goal from the two. Strong in the gun, Brooks off his right hip. Wides left and right. They motion the wide right. Jordan Brown behind the formation. Low snap taken off the grass. Brooks is taken down shy of the goal line. Gets to the one. Third and goal from the one-yard line. Ethan Slade the tackle, keeping Brooks out of the end zone. The clock runs to 8.55. It's a three-score game. 27-7. Cougs lead. The Red Raiders go tempo. The ball not yet ready for play. Now it's set to go. 
Tight formation, low snap again, mesh point difficulty, and yet into the end zone, Tosh Brooks takes the handoff and gets across the plane, 27-13 PAT coming up for Texas Tech. Can't, can't imagine how frustrated they are, Greg, as you mentioned, a mesh point issue again, I heard you say it in your call right there, and, and they're just having trouble, this young freshman doesn't know when to give, when to let go, when to pull, and I gotta imagine Tosh Brooks is upset. In fact, the freshman Jake Strong walks up to him and is like, uh, uh, sorry about that at the end of that touchdown. You know there's some real frustration going on between the two of those. 27-13. They're on for the PAT from Gino Garcia. He's 27 for 27 on his PAT tries on the year. Another 14-play drive for Texas Tech. Second of this game and fourth of the year. The PAT Bisects the uprights, and 27-14 is our new score. That drive, 14 plays, 87 yards, and 4.45 off the clock. The Red Raiders drop to within 13. Now it's time for the BYU run game to go to work, gain some yards, drain some clock, and get closer to a second Big 12 victory. Timeout is on the field. We're taking it to 8.41 to go in the fourth quarter. 27-14, the Cougs lead the Red Raiders of Texas Tech on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. Let's quickly pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. In the Big 12, it is Kansas State leading TCU 41-3. And how about this upset? Virginia had one win on the season. They take down number 10, North Carolina, 31-27. Back over to Greg Rubel. Thank you, Jason. We've got 841 to play here. BYU is thinking, at least being aware of an onside potential here. 27-14, Red Raiders draw to within 13. Reese Burkhart hammers it deep. It's a backspinner and waved off. We'll get into the end zone for a touchback. Down to Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch, what's up? Yeah, Hans, you've talked about the miscommunications or the issues between the exchange with, uh, with Strong and Brooks for Texas Tech. Uh, about two or three plays in a row on that last drive. Uh, Strong is actually picking the ball up off the ground, so the center's not helping him with that exchange. I'm sure there's a timing issue there uh, that's making it complicated for Brooks, but they, the center's not helping him out to make that uh, even more complicated for those two. Thank you, Mitch. That's Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for 150 years of helping you succeed. Zions Bank is for you. Yes, baptism by fire for the freshman Jake Strong tonight in a lot of ways. All right, BYU opens in pistol here. Aiden Robbins behind Keaton Slovis who's five yards behind, Connor Pay, Shotgun snap, turn and give to Aiden. Aiden starts a strong run to his left, and his ankle tackled and then upper body tackled at the 25-yard line. No gain on the play. Dadrian Taylor-Demerson first in on Aiden Robbins. Aiden tonight, that's his seventh carry for 23 yards. L.J. Martin, 10 for 93 to lead the way. And BYU as a team, a season-high 131 rushing yards. Man. You had uh, Dre, uh, Dadrian in, but then Brendan Jordan puts the hammer down on him. That's a good hit by Texas Tech. Robbins between the tackles run on second down and 10 for a couple. Maybe just a yard on the spot. Third down and nine. Clock under eight minutes. BYU wanting to not just take clock, but move sticks. And they've got to make eight yards now to make that happen. It's third down and eight from the BYU 27-yard line. Big down here. 
Texas Tech's gained some momentum with the seven and a half still to play. Plenty of time for the Red Raiders. Big third down for BYU. BYU on the night, two for ten is all. It's kind of been overlooked with how the game has gone, but not good on third downs as they go empty. For Slovis, he's got twins left, twins to the right. Keaton claps the hands, takes a chest-high snap, looks to his right. Some pressure gets in, hands in his face, turns away to his left, throws to the boundary, and the catch made by Darius Lassiter, but short of the line to gain. Needed eight, got six. Fourth and two at the BYU 33, and Aaron Roderick will bring the punt team on. The Cougs will kick it away, and BYU goes three and out. Not much time goes off the clock, 7-10, and now it's wound on the reset of the ball. Keaton got a little bit of pressure. Kingsley Suamatea off the left side gives up a little bit of pressure on the inside, but pushes his guy far to the inside, and Keaton rolls to the outside and has to throw to the outside of, of Darius Lassiter, and the momentum of the catch takes Lassiter out short of the first. A little wobbly this time. Kick collected at the 20. A gap up the middle, the 35, and the 39-yard line. 19-yard return for Miles Price. Timeout to the field with 640 remaining in the fourth quarter. Texas Tech looking to make it a ball game in the final minutes. 6.40 to go in a 13-point game. It's BYU 27 and Texas Tech 14. We're taking a break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to Hans Olsen and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 6.40 to play here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU 27, Texas Tech 14. The Cougars take care of business over the next 6.40. Hans, we're going to be at Bam Bam's in about three hours or so. Oh, one of the greatest pleasures in life, those victory swachos. Bam Bam's Barbecue, perfectly smoking each cut of meat just for you. Come in and enjoy the Central Texas Barbecue right here in Provo. That's Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic to the bone. BYU defending... Texas Tech beginning its drive at the Red Raider 38-yard line. First down and 10. Ball near hash as we see it and you hear it. Red Raiders going left to right here in the closing stanza. Trips left. Looking left. Screen left. Complete. And scooting ahead for a gain of 10. Almost 15 yards is Dre McRae. That was a quick fire and well blocked. And one of the blockers is down on the far side of the field. That's Coy Aiken. Aiken rolling to his elbows and knees and now forcing himself to his feet or trying to get to his feet but not there yet training staff on and clock stopped with 626 to play injury timeout well Coy Aiken was blocking and as he was blocking AJ Vompachon kind of got pushed into the back of Aiken's legs and rolled up into him kind of swashed his feet out from under him and fell down awkward on those that knee and that ankle but looks like he's up and hobbling McCoy is Aiken as he comes off the field. 6.26 to play in the game, and it's 27-14. And that was a first down play. First and 10 now, Red Raiders at the 49 of BYU. You get extra swatchos for that. Double receiver stacks left and right for Jake Strong. Jake Strong is now 19 for 36 for 236. A touchdown and two picks. Brooks off his right hip. They motion to trips right. Keeper for Strong, and then kind of ungainly falls forward after five. He could have had closer to a first down. I'm not sure why he hit the deck that early, but he falls forward for five. It's second down and five at the 43 of BYU. Ball between the hash marks. The clap of Strong. Lobs it up for Bradley. And a pick off by BYU! It's the fifth turnover for the Red Raiders and falling to the ground. Sliding with it is Ethan Slade on the INT. 
Texas Tech on the third pick thrown by Jake Strong as its fifth takeaway of the night. The Cougs are plus five in the margin, and they get the ball back with 5.48 to play. And if it didn't do it, it just might almost for BYU with a lead of 27 to 14. Well, I don't know exactly what Jake Strong is looking at, but he's got the go route on the far side up top. It would have been past the safety. Instead, he tries to throw the deep corner, and you had Slade step right under that route for the pick. But, you know, if you're going to throw it, throw it deep on the go. That's the route that you're going to go hit. But this is what I was talking about. This team is not set up for a big comeback like this. You know, Jake Strong, just a freshman, having thrown three picks in a single game just last week, and he kind of follows suit, even more picks. BYU's third pick on the night and fifth takeaway on the day takes us to a timeout. BYU offense back on the field after this, 5.48 to go, 27-14. Cougs on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital broadcast booth. Alongside Hans Olsen, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. You know, no one cares how you do it, just that you do it. Texas Tech is 131 more yards than BYU. Texas Tech has snapped 31 more plays than BYU. Texas Tech has nine more first downs than BYU. Texas Tech is nine of 18 on third downs. BYU's two of 10. Texas Tech's had the ball 12 more minutes than BYU. The score I'm seeing is 27-14, BYU in front. That's what happens when you've got a quarterback situation like Texas Tech. You know, the quarterback chronology is a little bit difficult for Texas Tech. Tyler Shuck played against Wyoming, Oregon, Tarleton. He gets hurt in the first quarter against West Virginia. Morton comes on, and then there's a switch to Strong, and here we are with multiple interceptions. And here we are with Keaton Slovis handing off to Aiden Robbins on a first and 10 from the BYU 38-yard line, and now the pile will be pushed, and that one-yard gain becomes two and three and almost four. That was fun to watch. That was a rugby look at the end of that play. And by the way, of all those numbers I just mentioned, I omitted the one that matters most in this game, and that's the turnover number. Five turnovers, five giveaways for Texas Tech, and zero (laughs) giveaways for BYU. The Cougs are a decisive plus five in the turnover margin. And one of the things BYU had going for it coming into the night was that turnover margin. BYU a top 25 team in turnover margin, and they're likely going to be top 10 by the time the morning hits. I love this last play. It looked like Connor Pay was trying to pull a stake away from Waylon Apoahu. He just kind of <laughs> grabbed the whole pile and pulled and pulled. Part of the five-minute mark. Keaton's going to deep drop and throw. Pulls it down, double clutches, and throws into the Texas Tech team area. A throwaway there. Didn't like what he saw downfield or a miscommunication on the routes of Kingston or Lassiter. Either way, does stop the clock and set up a third down and six for BYU. There's a Texas Tech coach on the field. Is that Joey McGuire? There was a flag on the play. There's a flag around the officials in the BYU huddle area. Intentional grounding. Number 10, offense. There was no receiver in the area of the pass. The ball we placed at mm. the spot of the foul. It's a loss of down. Third down. Yeah, it was a true throwaway. And... Not anyone close enough for it to I'm be sorry, sorry. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> a legal one. And with the 4.53 on the clock and the clock stopped, it'll be a loss of downs and the penalty of yards, third and eight, 13 now. So what does Aaron Roderick do on a third and 13? Yeah. How risky do you want to be on this kind of play when the clock needs to give Texas Tech at least two more possessions in this game? Still have not seen. Have we seen an Isaac Rex reception? Oh, I guess he's second got half. Four. He's got four on the night. 
Aiden Robbins on a third and 13 run. Gets a second level run and nearly got it. Did he get it? That's a first down run. Wow. A third and 13. That may be the one. The play of the night in this one with a two-score lead and a, 13, a third and 13 conservative run. And Aiden Robbins just forced his way to the second level and grinded away for the first down run. Well, the spot is good enough for the first down. The sticks are moving. You know how much I like to give credit to the offensive line. Kingsley Somatea does get a nice point of attack block off the left tackle position. But Aiden Robbins goes and does it's a lot of this work himself. Hand. Breaking tackles, fighting clock through operator. traffic. Great job by Aiden Robbins. All right, someone called a 30-second timeout there. Aiden Robbins also got the benefit of a Paul Miley body check on the way up the field to help aid Robbins' momentum, but it's a first down run out to the 48-yard line of BYU. And if Texas Tech does not take any more than one timeout, the that's previous another... play is under review to determine if the runner reached the line to game. Yeah, the spot's going to be reviewed. The last review of the spot kept it where it was for Texas Tech, which was a first down gain on a fake punt. We'll see what this one does in BYU's 13-yard run of Aiden Robbins called the first down on the field. And you get at least 90 seconds of clock time in your favor if the sticks move on this. Well, you hope that it goes in the favor of BYU like it went in the favor of Texas Tech when it was just inconclusive. You know, from the eyeball test, in our view, it looked like Texas Tech was short on that fake punt that snapped to the up back. And they went inconclusive, and they gave it to Texas Tech. You just hope with BYU, whatever they're going and looking at, there's just not enough evidence to overturn it. Or there is direct evidence that he did make the line to gain. BYU, which has not scored in the fourth quarter, leads it 27-14 to 14 late in the fourth quarter. BYU with 14 in the first, 10 in the second, 3 in the third. And have shut out Texas Tech in the first and the third quarters. 27-14 our score with 442 to play here at Lavelle Leverage Stadium. Just shy of a, so- a, a sellout tonight at 63,000. 523. BYU looking to become the first ever Utah-based team to defeat Texas Tech. Red Raiders are 6-0 against teams from Utah. 2-0 against Utah. 2-0 against Utah State. 1-0 against BYU. 1-0 against Weber State. And this is the first game ever that Texas Tech has played in the Beehive State. And BYU with a win, should the Cougars get it, will go to 20-1 in their last 21 night games. And they'd be 17-1 in their last... 18 home night games. Something about sundown suiting BYU almost more than any other team in college football. And here we are on this Saturday night, and we're getting a call. After review, the ruling on the field of a first down stands. Because the replay process was initiated, Texas Tech is not charged their last timeout of the half. So same deal that BYU had. The initiation preceded the timeout call. But what it does is give BYU about almost two more minutes of clock time trying to Run this one out, 27-14. to 14. Cougs up 13, and here comes the Cougs back on the field. And that O-line consistently tonight, Suamataia, Maile, Pei, Lapuaho, and Kaim are back out in front of Keaton Slovis. Keaton tonight, his pass efficiency rating is dipped in the second half. He was 160 or thereabouts in the first half. He's down to 119.5. 15 for 27 for a buck 27. Two touchdowns, but no picks, and BYU has no giveaways on the night. BYU at 270 
yards of offense. And BYU's found ways to win those sub-300 games. Give Robbins, and Robbins is ridden for the final two yards of an eight-yard gain by Ben Roberts. Roberts is running hard. Yeah, Robbins Texas is... Tech takes their third and final charge time out of the half. So Texas Tech cannot stop the clock anymore. Thank you. 4-13 to play. Robbins is dogging it right now. And there's... It, it, there's dogging a it in a good way. Yeah, difference <laughs> between him and L.J. Martin. There's a difference. He's, he's using his blockers just a little bit better. What I like about him is he creeps up to the line of scrimmage, gets right behind the back of his blockers, and then breaks to the zone gap instead of trying to work towards the zone gap further back in the backfield where a defender can hit an angle and make the tackle, especially off the backside uh, part of the defensive line. So I like Aiden Robbins' angles more that he takes. I'm also watching him use his polars better. He slides under his polars better. better. He allows him to block a little bit more. But I also got to say that BYU's offensive line has blocked better in this game than they did against TCU. Too. Robbins has 50 yards. Martin has 93. BYU as a team has 151. Y'all ready for a number here, Hans? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, BYU, when it runs for 150 yards or more under Kalani, 22 and 1 at home. There we go. So you got a lot of indicators here. 45 and 9 overall, and they've won their last four games when they just get to 150. And they're at 150, their best number on the year here against Texas Tech. They're almost out rushing the Red Raiders, who came in at around 180 a pop. Snap Slovis, handoff Aiden, and Aiden on a second down and two gets nearly to the line to gain. Now there's some pushing and shoving after the whistle. He'll be just shy, but this will actually help the Cougars. It'll take 30 seconds more off the clock. It's under four minutes now. 3.55 and the clock rolling. 29 on the play clock. Feels like a first down here is going to really damage yeah, BYU's Tech's hopes. Two first downs away from winning the game. Mm-hmm. And one first down away from almost making it impossible for the Red Raiders to come back. And even as it stands, they need 14 points. You set Tech's out of timeouts, correct? They are. Just got to run the clock right. Slovis gives Robbins, and Robbins on a third down and one. Got one, and that will stop the clock for the moment to move the sticks. Uh, no, it should have. Two minutes. That's right. That's right. Not under two minutes yet. It will move the chains, but the clock will continue to move, which aids BYU in this case. So 310 now. How about having a running back that goes six foot three, 240 pounds? And a guy that's been resting most of this season so far. He's coming in pretty fresh. He doesn't have burnt-out legs, and you can see it. I mean, he just powers down for that one yard in that first down. And how nice is it to get to a third and one? BYU six for six on the year on third and ones. 2.44 to go. Aiden Robbins takes the handoff and is driven back for no gain on the play. No worry there. 2.35 to go. And with the Red Raiders unable to stop the clock, this game is almost over. 2.30 to play with a 27-14 BYU lead. Well done. What a nice comeback for BYU after last week when a lot of people played, you know, one of the worst games you could play when Texas Tech played one of its, uh, TCU, beg your pardon, played one of its best games. Kind of a perfect storm day, but a lot of lessons learned and many of them applied here tonight as the Cougars come back and are on their way to defeat Texas Tech. 2.05 to play. Play clock at 10. We're going to get under two minutes here before the snap. And BYU's one first down away from sealing it for good. Second and ten. Robbins is dropped in the backfield on a sweep run to the right. Big loss on the play, actually. Loss of eight yards. Don't see that happen too often with a straight running back handoff. 
Miles Cole makes the tackle. Third down and 18 with 145 to go. And so BYU can't end the game in possession, but they can essentially leave Texas Tech not enough time to do anything. Third down and 18 from the Texas Tech 49. BYU can stop it two more times. So if the Cougars want to, they could run it down and call a timeout and make things the way they want to on the third and 18. 125 to go. Play clock down to 10. Cougars now just get to the line. Play clock at 6 and 5. Game clock at 117, 116, 115. We're at 3 and 2 and 1 on the play clock. Well timed. Handoff to Aiden. Aiden shakes off a tackle, gets to the 45 of Texas Tech. And it'll set up a fourth down and long. Fourth down at about 14 with one minute to go. And BYU can now let the clock run down and take a timeout should it choose to do so and leave Texas Tech almost no time left. That's what they will do. If this was a single-possession game, I think it's played differently in this drive. But where you're a two-possession game, I, I, I really don't mind the way they've called it. Just No, it's been perfectly called. BYU yeah. will call a timeout. The play clock's at 15. The game clock's at 38. The Cougars will run it down, call timeout, do a punt and pin, and this game's basically done. Yeah, you can call it good, you know, really milking the timeouts. And some of the timeouts came off the clock. you got to young quarterback. I think there was a defensive timeout there. Then they had a timeout taken away from them on a challenge. Did they not? Oh, no. They, it was already assessed. And BYU could have wanted to take a delay here, too, which they just did. Give Ryan Rico five more yards. They had two timeouts left, so either way, a delay or a timeout would serve the same function with 19 seconds to go. By the way, and this goes without saying, but for Texas Tech more than most teams, they have to score a lot to win. When they don't score 30, they're one and six under Joey McGuire. They've got to score a lot to win. That's one of these kinds of teams. And BYU held this team to 14 on the night to Delay this point. Game. Offense. The penalty is declined. It's fourth down. Did he decline? The- All right. So, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, he's just double checking on that one. All right. So, uh, 19. 19- the five yard penalty has been enforced. Clock operator, please reset the game clock to 24 seconds. So is it 19? It'll go to 24 as Ryan Rico punts away. Miles Price is back to return for Texas Tech. BYU 500 in the Big 12. Middle of the pack, and they get their first win over a... BYU takes their second charge time out of the half. Well, there it comes. (laughs) Over a Texas Tech team that we thought at the beginning of the year. I mean, they were the dark horse at the Big 12 media days. They're picked fourth. Yeah. They're picked fourth in this league. And, you know, you were walking around the media days, and... You're listening to all the different broadcasters and people saying, well, I, I think I might take Texas Tech. Now, that was back when they had Tyler Shuck. Tyler Shuck well, probably makes a difference in this yeah, game. Yeah, down to a third stringer in this one with uh, no Shuck and no Morton. And, and the danger signs were there really early when you lose to Wyoming to open the season after a really big lead in that game went away. And then you follow that up with a heartbreaker, a game that you could have won against a good Oregon team. Yeah. Now you're 0-2. And they've been trying to dig themselves out of 0-2 since... Losing the quarterback last week, Baron Morton, and losing the game the way they did to Kansas State, following it up with this and now having to go into a bye. Really rough times in Lubbock. And now they come out of the bye knowing they got to win three of four to get to a bowl game. That's going to be really tough with uh, TCU, Kansas, UCF, and Texas on their schedule. Ryan Rico is a way to punt here as we're back out of the timeout. Fourth and 19, ball at midfield. Austin Riggs, long snapper. Don't Ends and fires to Rico. Rico sidewinds this. A fair catch called for made at the six-yard line by Miles Price. It'll be 18 seconds on the clock, and the Red Raiders will be first and 10. Yeah, so BYU will go to 5-2, and two, which means 
BYU's got to find a way to get one win over the next month and a half, one win in five games, and they'll go bowling in their first season as a Big 12 member. You know, Greg, I've got this old blanket that my grandma knitted me when I was a senior in high school, and on cold days, I like to pull that blanket over my shoulders and warm up with my grandma's love. That's what this BYU fan base feels like in this stadium. It's grandma's love. It's a warm shawl on a cold night, Greg. And BYU, they, they wear it real well. Somehow we're all comforted by that. <laughs> BYU fans are so great, man. This was an intense environment tonight. And that's an intense tackle from Joshua Singh, who gets in on Taj Brooks and drops him for a loss. And that will do it. The clock goes to 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. And we are done at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Happy homecoming, Cougar Nation. Swatchos! BYU wins it by a score of 27 to 14. And go to 500 in the Big 12 at 2 and 2. And go to 5 and 2 through 7 games. Post-game coverage starts after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.